0: Thank you. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Self Made Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and this is episode 79. Do you worry too much? Here's how to stop. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about why we worry, who might be prone to worrying more than others, and how to break the cycle and stop worrying so dang much. Because unfortunately, excessive worrying can not only take a toll on your mental health, but your physical health as well. So if you're ready to stop worrying, stay tuned. You're listening to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast, your ultimate guide to total transformation. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create and live their dream life. And the best part is, you only need one thing to start, your mind. So join me here every Wednesday on this transformative journey to master your mindset and unlock your greatest potential. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm finally kind of back to my normal Wednesday routine, which feels really good. So, welcome back to the podcast. I just want to start off really quick by making a very exciting announcement and also thanking you guys so, so much for just all of your constant support, your comments, your messages. I know that I don't always get to responding to every single DM on Instagram. Um, And it really bums me out because I want to be able to help you guys. I want to be able to talk to you guys. And I know I've been kind of teasing this and talking about it for a while. But I finally, finally created a solution to that problem of not being able to get to know you as well as I want to. Not being able to connect as well. I have finally created my community all access kind of membership um, site essentially, and it's going to be held on Patreon. So you can get all the details over on my Instagram account at self-made mastery pod. I want to spare you guys from having to, you know, listen to all of that in this episode. I'll definitely next week do a bigger breakdown of what the Patreon is going to be all about, what it entails, how much it costs, everything like that. But for now, make sure you are following the Instagram account because in the next couple days, I'm going to be announcing when that's launching. I believe next Monday, I'm going to have my first ever workshop. So you won't want to miss that. And I'm going to have exclusive discounts for your first few months um, if you are a podcast listener. So I just I'm being vague because I have not decided the exact, exact launch date. And I don't know when you're listening to this episode. Um, so go ahead and check at self-made mastery pod on Instagram that is where the announcement will be if you're listening to this episode live on Wednesday when it goes up um, it may not be there yet the announcement may wait until Thursday or Friday depending on when it gets finished there are just some final touches that I want to make sure are right before we're good to go I was hoping to get everything live by the time this episode goes up but I can't rush it. It's got to be exactly the way that I want it. That's not true. Nothing's perfect ever. I need to just launch it. But there are a couple missing pieces that I really need before we start. So I'm really, really excited to dive more into that. Again, I will fully, fully answer all of your guys' questions about it over on Instagram. Um, So I'll cut myself off and stop talking about this right now. But I'm really excited. So, so, so pumped. Okay. Anyway, back to this episode. So today we're talking about worrying you know, I actually got a DM suggesting uh, from one of you guys suggesting I do this episode topic. So thank you so much for the suggestion. That's another awesome thing. (laughs) Sorry, I just said I won't talk about it. But um, on my Patreon, I'm going to specifically have a lot of opportunities to kind of, you know, for you guys to recommend certain episodes and for us to actually talk about different things and then for me to be able to formulate episodes based on the conversations that we have live on zoom and in happy hours and things like that um so this was an audience member suggestion I couldn't find the dm uh to give you a little shout out but thank you so much for requesting this so we're talking about worry okay worrying too much why we worry what makes us worry who worries and most importantly how to stop worrying so much so here's the deal we all worry, right? Or we all have worried at some point. You're probably, you know, we all have definitely worried. And it's normal and it's natural to feel worried at times and, you know, or sometimes all the time. Um, But I want to emphasize it's especially normal to be worried or to be more worried today in this period of time, in this longer than anticipated age of uncertainty, right? Right. And according to a study, there was a new nationwide Gallup poll done. And this past year, 60% of adults reported feeling stressed or worried on a daily basis. More than half of all adults are worried daily. That's a problem, right? So I'm coming in. Clutch with these tips. I really think this episode will help you out if you're a worrier or, you know, you just want to kind of learn more about the inner workings of your brain and why you're even worrying and kind of things that you can make sure to do to not be worried so much. Um, And if you have started worrying more since the pandemic, like maybe you're not typically a worrier, uh, but lately you've just been worrying your little butt off, uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. It's a stressful time. There are so many things happening in the world right now. I just, I can't imagine how you know, all of you are feeling about this and I just want you to remember that everything gets better and that all we can do is our best and we can control what we can control and we can forget about the rest and let's just take a deep breath and really just try to, you know, carry out our daily lives with gratitude and positivity and all of the above. Um, So, like I mentioned in today's episode, we'll talk about why we worry, who might be more prone to worrying than others, and how to break the cycle. So, let's get into it. Side note, I feel like I'm going to say the word worry in this episode like 10,000 times, so feel free to count. I'm just kidding. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to get right on into it. So, like I said, everyone worries, right? And if you've noticed... Oh, hello, motorcycle outside. Love that. If you've noticed... People vary greatly when it comes to like how often they worry and what they worry about, right? People kind of are on this spectrum of worry, like you might just worry a little bit, you might worry all the time, you might worry about irrational things. And of course, right now, some more kind of common worries could be about job security or about your health or the health of your loved ones, you know, kind of relevant things that are are scary right now. Um, While some other people may experience more frequent or more extreme types of worrying like being afraid of death and dying even to the point of you know being worried that you'll die when you walk out your front door um, or worrying that like every ache and pain is cancer or is going to kill you something very extreme right. And worry can also manifest itself in the form of increased anxiety in almost any situation. So some people are you know, kind of constant worriers of little things like, what if this person doesn't like me? What if I get fired? What am I gonna do if I get dumped? What if I lose my job? What if, what if, what if, right? And then on the other side of the coin, it's kind of like, why are some people so prone to that, so prone to like the what if disease, for lack of a better term, while others don't worry at all until the thing happens? like What kind of creates that dichotomy? So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna break this into the who, who worries, the why, why do we worry? Is it okay that we worry? What happens when we worry? And then the how, how to eliminate worry. So to start off, who worries? Well, as we know, getting to the root of what causes something is the best way to solve a problem at hand. So meaning in order to stop worrying so much, we need to know what is causing our worry, why we may have even become worriers to begin with. So who are the worriers? Well, According to research, um, which, by the way, to avoid kind of citing the sources and who said all these things throughout the entire episode, I'll just cite them in the show notes if you're curious, Um, but this episode is coming from a couple articles Uh, and kind of studies that I've read coming from doctors and PhD psychologists, researchers who have studied the topic of worry and anxiety. So I'm not just whipping this out of nowhere. Um, I was actually very curious about this when a listener suggested this topic, and I thought that I'd do some research into like, you know, scientifically backed Uh, strategies for coping with worrying and for stopping worrying so much. So what they're saying is that there very well could be a genetic component, which would be nature, right, Uh, when it comes to why you worry. But we do know that nurture or non-nurture plays a huge role as well, a huge role. So your circumstances, right, or the way that you were raised, the environment that you come from, from a young age too. So for example, I didn't actually know this, but people who come from divorced homes are 70% more likely to have generalized anxiety disorder, which could mean chronic anxiety, exaggerated worry, tension, any of those types of things. So your environment at an early age can make a huge difference. And it's kind of important to just be aware of this, right? So for example, The feeling of safety and the security of knowing that your parents will keep you safe is something that should be internalized early on so that you, for the most part, feel secure and, you know, you grow up feeling secure and feeling safe. But if you had a mom or dad who was not as available or consistent and didn't, you know, necessarily show you and help you internalize that you are safe and I will protect you, then you can definitely develop the mindset that the world is not such a safe place. And, you know, that can make you worry more. And at the same time, parents who are actually overprotective, so kind of the opposite, tend to also raise worriers which you can imagine would be coming from feeling like everything is dangerous and that's why your parents are being overprotective like because there are a lot of threats out there Um, so you can also become more of a worrier if that was your situation so those are just kind of some examples of like why you may or may not be a worrier um so why though why do we worry what's what's actually happening like what causes us to worry There are obviously so many reasons here, right? But it all boils down to our primitive nature as human beings. We're wired as humans to do our best to survive, right? And I've talked about this actually many times before on the podcast because it's so fascinating to me, just human nature and the way that we're just innately made, but then also how nature and nurture can affect the way we act and think and talk and perceive the world. So interesting. So even though we've evolved so much as human beings, obviously, we're still at our root constantly assessing opportunities and threats, right? And trying to prevent bad things from happening. We're still, we're still like primitive in that way. We want to survive. We want to protect ourselves. We need to defend ourselves from threats, So worry and worrying and fear happens as almost a defense mechanism like okay if I'm super aware of this potential threat then I'll be able to avoid it or at least I'll see it coming and I can you know prepare for it and be ready to defend myself against it. That's I think what kind of our brain is doing like if I'm aware of it if I worry about it I know about it and I'll be able to avoid it. And a lot of us probably even worry like more than we think, but we disguise it by just saying like, oh, I'm just being careful or I'm being vigilant, you know, like, but as I'm sure you can tell, this is a recipe for disaster mentally. Um, And now, of course, there are good times to worry, which I'll talk about later. But most of all, if you're constantly worrying about the what ifs and you just, you know, you say, oh, I'm being careful, it won't do very good things for your mental headspace if we're constantly expecting the worst or preparing for the worst, then that's what we're focused on. That's where our attention is. And therefore, that's what we're allowing into our lives and into our space. You're accidentally manifesting those very things you're worrying about, right? I'm laughing not at you. I'm laughing at the fact that like we so easily can accidentally manifest exactly what we don't want. And I think realizing that was such a huge discovery and just such a breakthrough because it's like, oh, wow, there are so many ways in which I may accidentally be bringing things into my life that I do not want. And one thing I think is by worrying, we are focusing too much on the what ifs instead of focusing on, well, what happens if that doesn't happen though? You know, but what if it goes well? What if, you know, the the good what ifs were instead focusing on every possible thing that could go wrong? And that's just not going to feel good it's not going to be healthy and it's actually going to create um, or, or turn more of those types of thoughts into your reality and of course no one wants that right the part that I didn't know about worrying um, is that it can also affect us physically we are more likely I mean as you guys know mind that mind body connection is so so real uh, so it doesn't surprise me but I just I never quite thought about it this way uh, people who are worriers are more likely to, you know, suffer from irritable bowel syndrome, nausea, fatigue, aches, pains, and far more frequently. Not only that, but obviously because of that, worriers also tend to be like overutilizers of the healthcare system. They go to the doctor far more frequently. Maybe they're more paranoid. They could be what some would call like a hypochondriac. And you know, they're more paranoid that every little thing they feel is going to be something bad, is going to be the worst case scenario. And as we know, obviously, I mean, this is just one side of the coin is that going to the doctor sometimes is expensive. It shouldn't be in America, but that's a whole other topic of conversation. But it can be expensive. So, like, the more you're worrying, the more, you know, your aches and pains are probably also getting worse because you're dwelling on it and you're spending money going to the doctor. And sometimes it's going to end up being nothing, right? But also I will say physical health is the one thing that I'm a little bit more willing to be paranoid about because like if something is wrong with you health wise it's not smart to let it go on and not address it and I have learned that unfortunately the hard way a couple times I've had some health issues that I did let go on too long because I was like I'm sure it's fine. So it is always good to get checked up and please I am not a doctor do not take any of this advice from me um but you know, so be careful about health stuff. But at the same time, I'm just trying to emphasize that like we really can develop more physical ailments from overworrying. It's stressing our mind, which is stressing our body. And it's crazy how that works. When I used to have super bad anxiety, it totally manifested itself in my stomach. I would get super nauseous. I developed food intolerances, like all these things. And it was because I had such severe anxiety, which turns out that my anxiety came from my ADHD a whole nother conversation as well um, but yeah so it can cause physical problems it can cause mental problems you know it can make you more prone to anxiety depression things like that um, but enough about how terrible it is to worry I truly promise that I'm here to make you feel better about this not worse so before I get into steps you can take to stop worrying so much I just want to say also that not all worrying is bad worrying just like everything else in life if you're gonna worry like let's do it in moderation and let's worry about the right things and we'll identify what those are in a second but if there's a real like threat in front of you and you begin to worry that's probably good you should listen to your gut if a bear is right in front of you maybe you should be worried that it's gonna maul you and you know you're gonna die or be terribly injured um So you should listen to your gut, and that worried feeling will tell you what to do, right? It'll tell you to run or to fight. I guess it depends what the threat is. If it's a bear, I can't remember whether you're supposed to growl back or run away. I think different types of bears require different methods of um, fighting. I should probably look that up. Not that I'm around any bears, Um, but anyway... Basically, you know, there are some good types of worrying. So we just want to take a good, hard look at ourselves in the mirror, which we honestly should be doing often. And we just want to kind of analyze and look at how much we're worrying and about what. And make sure that your worrying is not posing interference in your life, right? Or causing even more stress than the thing you're worried about is to begin with. If worrying is taking control of you and is, you know, dictating your decisions, like you're not doing things or you are doing things because you're so worried, um, then maybe it's time to evaluate and and take some of these kind of strategies and and utilize them. Hey there. You're up for getting down with low prices, right? Well, Kroger goes lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh. So when you're crushing on Clementines, seeking a savory salad or choosy about your chicken, just open the Kroger app. get more ways to save on the fresh you love with personalized coupons weekly sales and rewards like fuel points all for prices that are even lower than the everyday low so go where you know it's lower than low kroger fresh for everyone so let's talk about how the heck to eliminate worry how can we stop worrying so much if we do worry right it's like no one wants to worry so how do we eliminate it well just like anything else we do need to begin by training our mind like where to go instead of worry. So when something first happens or you know when you first just begin to have a thought of worry or fear, we need to start training our minds to go somewhere else first. So sometimes an event that occurred is what sparks our worry. Something happened and now we're worrying about it being fixed or what the outcome will be or what will happen after or just the fact that it happened, right? And in those instances, it's important to stop, just stop. When it happens. Stop, slow down, and assess the situation clearly. Let yourself breathe for a second before getting worked up and worried. Once you have kind of, you know, let yourself have that thought of worry that you instinctually wanted to have and then stop and cut it off and slow down and assess, then I want you to ask yourself, genuinely ask yourself Is this something I need to be worried about? Is this actually going to happen? And if the answer, like the thing that you're worried about, is it going to happen, that worst case scenario, like, well, what if I die, right? Like, I want you to say, is this something I need to be worried about? And is this actually going to happen? And if the answer is that it really could happen, then ask yourself, if this happens, is it really as bad as I think? Will the outcome, will the repercussions really be as bad as I think? Nine times out of 10, you guys, the answer will be no. It will be no. Again, back to when I had really bad anxiety, my parents would really try to help calm me down. God bless their hearts. Nothing worked. (laughs) But um, they would try to tell me to really stop and think about what I'm the most afraid of. Like, what is the anxiety telling me that I should be fearing? Like, what am I worried will happen? And for me it was that I was worried that I would like get sick in the middle of like class or a meeting or some place that's really awkward. I would I worried that my anxiety would lead to me feeling so nauseous that I would literally get sick. And so then my mom was like okay imagine you do. Then what? So what? What are you worried about? Like what why does that worry you? And I said I mean well it'll be like embarrassing and that'll suck and it's mostly embarrassing. And she's like Okay, so if that happened and it was embarrassing, do you think that's the end of the world? Do you think you're going to get fired from the job that you were in the meeting for? Do you think you're going to get suspended from school? Do you think the world's going to end? And I was like, I guess not, right? And of course, easier said than done. But the point is when you really actually stop to ask yourself these questions, is this something I need to be worried about? Is this actually going to happen? Is my worst case scenario going to happen? And if the answer is yes, if this happens, is it really as bad as I think? Right. So if you can really stop and ask yourself those questions, you'll realize seriously, like nine times out of 10, that it's not something you need to be worried about. And the 10th time, for those of you who, you know, worry a tree will crush you when you walk right out your front door, um, that 10th time, the answer is maybe yes, it really will be that bad. That would suck if I got crushed by a tree when I walked outside the door. But then you got to think about the odds of it actually happening. They're just so, so slim that it becomes just not a productive worry. And this goes hand in hand with what I always talk about regarding like things being in your control or not. You can ask yourself, is this in my control? So if you're worried that you're going to walk out your front door and a tree is going to hit you, you won't even have time to react. Can you control that? Can you do anything about that besides literally never leave your house? And sure, that is an option, but you can't live like that, and we all know you can't live like that. So if you don't live like that and you do leave your house, can you control if you walk out one day and a tree hits you? Unfortunately, you can't. So, you know, same goes with, like, if you worried about getting in a car accident every time you got in a car. Like, that would suck and make for a very stressful life, right? And we have to work on keeping those types of worries, aka the kinds where like, yes, if this happened to you, it would be terrible. We have to keep those types of worries at bay because you can only control so much about the situation. For the car example, like you can control wearing your seatbelt, not being distracted while driving, going the speed limit, etc. But you can't control if a drunk driver swerves onto your side of the road and hits your car, right? Right. And the chances of that happening are still super, super, super rare. But if we worked ourselves up to a frenzy every time we drove, we would literally never get anywhere. We would never go anywhere. So it's just unproductive. So that's sort of the first strategy for like how to become less of a worrier is to allow yourself to stop yourself in your tracks when you feel a worry coming on or when, when you do feel worried and ask yourself those questions. Slow down, assess and ask yourself, is it really that bad? am I being rational? Is this a productive worry? And if you're more of a kind of like, I worry all the time or I worry randomly about random things rather than as a reaction to an occurrence, um, it'll help to make a list of everything you worry about. Actually, this will help for both types of people. For anyone who worries, make a list of everything you worry about or as you worry, write them down. Fears, things you dread, irrational, and rational stuff. And it's funny, you guys, right, that we're focusing so much on the worries right now in this episode, but I promise it's for a reason and this time it's actually productive. We should be focusing on them and I'll, I'll get to why. So we're going to write a list of everything we worry about. Next, we're going to analyze the list and decide which worries are productive and which worries are unproductive. Now, let me explain what that means. A productive worry is something that you can do something about right now. You can do something about it right now to alleviate the worry. For example, I worry a lot, honestly, about forgetting to reply to like an urgent or important email for work, emails, texts. I worry about forgetting calendar appointments. I worry about those things. Those I would consider productive worries because I can take action immediately to help alleviate the worry or to help avoid the potential problem. So, when I think of it, I can either email the person back immediately, like right when the thought comes into my head of like, oh, I don't want to forget to email them. I can either email them right that second, or if I can't, I can set a reminder or a calendar alert or add it to my to-do list or do something so that I'm no longer worried about forgetting. I've set myself up to not forget and for success, right? So that's a productive worry because you worrying about it is putting you into action and um, And taking an action that's going to help you avoid the problem that you're worried about happening, right? Now, an unproductive worry, as you can imagine, is one where we cannot control it or do anything about it in this moment. We cannot do anything to alleviate the worry. The worry just exists. It's an unproductive worry, For example, losing sleep over worrying whether or not you will get cancer in your life is a a pretty unproductive worry. Now, the rest of this list um, of kind of strategies for coping and how to eliminate worry come from this awesome article that I found, which I'll link in the show notes. So once we've identified which worries are productive and which aren't, it's time to figure out what you need to accept in order to get over them, them being the unproductive ones. So how do we get over the unproductive ones? What do we need to accept in order to get over them and stop having them? And the most common thing that you'll probably need to accept is uncertainty, unknown, right? If we can accept That we don't always know and we won't always know. And sure, it could happen or it could not happen and we don't know. And if we can kind of get comfortable with that and accept that, we will stop worrying so much. Because here's the thing. You may very well get cancer someday, right? I mean, that would suck. But it's not in your control. And you worrying about it versus not worrying about it isn't going to change that outcome. You still might get cancer someday, So when you can accept uncertainty, meaning that you can notice that it exists and you can let it go because you know you can't control it, so you just mentally let it go, then you don't have to worry so much anymore. You don't have to worry at all anymore if you can just let go of that. And the other cool thing about uncertainty is that it's actually just very neutral. Not knowing does not always mean a bad thing, does not always make it negative, though we often feel like it does. But it doesn't. It just means uncertainty. It's a very neutral thing. Because here's the other thing. You could get cancer and make a full recovery, right? Who knows? And that's the point. If we can just get comfortable with not knowing and just accept that yes, this might happen. But you know what? We'll deal with it when that like if and when that happens. And, you know, you continue that same kind of non-worrying mindset going forward, you're just a lot more capable of problem solving that way and just eliminating unnecessary unproductive worry. Okay so the next step is going to sound literally crazy because it goes against everything I ever have told you but for this it works. (laughs) I literally want you to repeat your fear or your worry so much that you become numb to it. So typically I'd say like do not focus on it do not let it into your life but if you are sitting there and you are just you know, a slave to your worries. I want you to sit there and I want you to repeat it out loud over and over and over again. If you're scared of a tree crushing you when you walk right out the door, then look in the mirror and repeat over and over again. Hey, Adrian, guess what? A tree might crush you when you walk outside. I may die tomorrow. I may die today, right? And just repeat it. I may die. I could die at any time. (laughs) God, it's so morbid. It sounds so morbid. And if you're feeling even remotely, mentally unstable right now, maybe don't do this step. Um, but if you're feeling solid, I think a strategy like this can really help you come to terms with uncertainty, and here's why. By saying it out loud, first of all, it kind of helps you to hear and realize that sometimes a lot of your worries sound ridiculous, and not ridiculous like you have any shame in feeling them, but just ridiculous like it's just so unlikely. It is so unlikely that I walk outside my door and a tree crushes me, but is it possible? Yeah, Like, is there a chance we get hit by a meteor and the whole earth dies tonight? Yeah, there's a chance, but definitely not a big chance. So the more that you can kind of, like, look in the mirror and, like, say with conviction, you know, I may get cancer or I may die or whatever it is that your worst fear is, you can come to terms with it. You'll become so numb and bored because you've said it so many times that you just accept it. You know, thoughts become things. If you decide to believe, hey, I might, doesn't mean I will. And maybe you can add something positive, like, You know, I might get cancer someday, but I will know how to tackle it or, but I will survive or I don't know, right? Something like that to make it a little bit less morbid, a little bit more positive. Um, But yeah, that is another step that I know sounds crazy, but very, very effective. Another step is to just make yourself uncomfortable more often. This is more of like a general if you're trying to make a lifestyle change. Like if you worry frequently, not necessarily about specific things, but just a lot about a lot of things, if you're kind of a what if type of person it'll help you to kind of train yourself out of that if you start making yourself more uncomfortable more often and here's what I mean by that you know how I tell you guys like do one uncomfortable thing a day Um, it's really good for you it's really healthy I'm talking uncomfortable like You know, go talk to someone that you maybe thought about talking to but got too shy. Like, go call up your old friend that, you know, you need to say sorry to. Something uncomfortable. So not, obviously, don't put yourself in any uncomfortable situation, you know, physically or anything of the sort. But I just mean, do one thing a day that scares you a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Um, I think that the more that you can do that, the more just experience you have And also, the more you realize that a lot of these things that you feared, once you do them, you're like, that wasn't even actually scary. So the more you kind of like actually have that proof for yourself, the more or the less, I guess, you will worry going forward because you've experienced more things where it actually you know, proved you wrong. Like, oh, I actually didn't need to worry about this. So make yourself more uncomfortable. Um, The next kind of strategy is that and I've kind of already touched on this one, but remember that it's never, ever as bad as you think it will be. It's never going to be as bad as you think it will be. Nothing. Actually, I learned a lot about that in my Science of well-being um, online course. They talk a lot about like our perception of the results of something, like the way that we will feel after something happens, whether good or bad. They talk about how studies show that the result or our perceived results are way more extreme than what actually happens so you know they ask you like if you get your dream job on a scale of one to ten what do you think your like perceived happiness will be how happy will you be let's say we all would put like I'll be an eight in reality we'd be like a six but same for the other thing like how sad would you be if you got rejected from your dream job and everyone's like oh I'd be at like a two and they're like actually at a six right so it's never as bad as you think it will be anxiety and worry is honestly all about anticipation and it's because you don't know it's the what ifs it's because you don't know it's unknown it's uncertainty and that can feel really scary and that feeling of uncertainty can feel way 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 worse than how you would feel when the thing actually happens which is crazy but it's true worriers tend to worry about things that even if they happen they actually can handle it but they just are worried about it anyway Um, but worriers are actually. Pretty good at handling real problems, so I thought that was really interesting, and just a really important thing to remember. And then, lastly, you guys is the advice is to just talk about it, talk about the things that you're worried about, like acknowledge them, talk to a friend, talk to a loved one, talk to a therapist, um, because. The more you can talk about it, not only can you kind of let it off your chest and maybe like get advice from someone, but you can also get to the root of the problem, right? Maybe you're actually not this huge worrier, but there's maybe one Problem that's kind of causing a lot of your worry. Maybe you're traumatized by one experience. Maybe you, you know, experienced something a handful of times and now you just are worried that it'll happen every time and you just need to kind of talk yourself out of it and prove yourself wrong, right? There might be one route that is causing you to worry unnecessarily. And if you can talk about it, if you can go to therapy, if you can, you know, we're talking, when I say talk about it or going to therapy, I'm talking like talk about it with anyone but also more specifically with therapy like Talk therapy is a form of therapy. It's it's when, you know, a psychological professional can help you assess a situation and actually kind of heal. And there's another type of therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and that's more of the strategies I'm talking about, about like talking in the mirror and doing all these things. You're rewiring and reprogramming your thinking and your brain and the way that we respond to things, to stimuli. We're retraining that. So that's cognitive behavioral therapy, and now I'm talking about also talk therapy it can really help you get to the root of why you worry about things you know if you're someone who worries about paying your bills and you worry about ever being able to afford you know your basic needs like you could discover that you have a lot of really you know negative and damaging like fixed mindsets around money that maybe you developed as a young kid or, or due to the fact of how you were raised and you know, that's not your fault whatsoever. And so sometimes talking to a therapist and trying to kind of unpack these deep rooted limiting beliefs and issues and trauma and all of these things, sometimes that can really help us to alleviate some of the worry that we feel now because sometimes we're not even aware of where it's coming from. So you guys, That is my episode on how to eliminate worry. I hope you got something out of this. I think I was talking a little bit fast. Um, It's late at night and I'm like, wee, kind of losing my mind, but I'm so happy I got to record this episode. And thank you so much again for suggesting it. Let me know, as always, in DMs or in comments, like what kind of other episodes you want to see. I hope to see you guys on my Patreon very, very soon. Go ahead over to Instagram to be notified and alerted when that goes up. And if you're listening to this episode after the fact, I probably are already have the link in the bio um, or in the show notes. So feel free to become a part of my community. Let's chat. Let's hang out. Let's get to know each other. I have talked to so many of you recently in focus groups and just online and I've become really good friends with a lot of you Um, which is just so freaking cool. And I realized that is what fills my bucket. That is what satisfies and fulfills me in life. That's what I'm meant to do, I think, is share with an audience, but have it be a two-sided conversation, not a one-sided. So I look forward to connecting with you guys more. Thank you so much for listening. And congrats again for just taking these steps to self-improvement. It's a new year. It's a new, I won't say it's a new you, but it can be a 2.0 version of you, which is so awesome. So I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.